It's been a little break. It has been a little break. Have you missed us? It it's felt weird, hasn't it? Yeah. You know, it's it's one of those things where I always think to myself, I'm like, it's not gonna be weird as soon as you get back in the studio, and I gotta like retrain myself, right, to not techniques. be weird. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not say you know crazy shit, too crazy, right? Uh, we're we're pretty out there though. We stay within the the meets and bounds of butt stuff and aliens. You and, know, in, anywhere in between is good. But see, that's the same thing. You should have said crack. 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 Cocaine. You crack. haven't brought that up in a while. Yeah. You know, I'm really trying to lay off the drugs. I'm really trying to trying to live a better life. It's 2023, people. Aren't we all trying to live a better life here? I guess so. I guess so. So I did find something interesting that was on our Anchor app. Oh, okay. Uh, we got our 2022 wrapped. And it did say that we created 2,703 minutes of new content in 2022. That's wild. Guess what? That's more than 96% of other creators in your category. Holy shit. What is our category, anyways? Comedy horror. Comedy horror. Wow. One wit might say that we've made it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I can quit my job, we've made yeah. it. Please help us quit our jobs. Well, you know what? You could put that in your crack pipe and smoke it. I will smoke that happily. Do you happily. know what else you can smoke? What can I smoke? Welcome back, Purgators, to Stuck in This Purgatory. Now, if you're looking for a nice stanky bud, I'm Chase. Now, if you're looking for a nice, fine, crystally citrus, oh. I'm also joined by Hunter. Yeah, I don't know what to say to that. But what would you classify yourself as? Like food-wise, drink-wise? No, uh, weed. Oh, weed. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about pipes and smoking it. Um, weed. I like to be, you know, a nice, cushy, purple dank. Oh, there it you is. You know, okay. just a nice, just a pretty hue of purple. Oh, uh, okay. okay. What would Adrian be? Um, he would be the Mexican Joker. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be the shake. He'd be the shake that's on the floor. Yes. Just kidding. So joining us also is the ghost of Adrian's past. Oh, fuck. He's dead. He's fucking dead, bro. <laughs> okay. So we're, we're laughing because he actually is fine. He's yeah, totally, totally safe. Fine. He's not hurt in any way, shape, or form. Yep. Uh, however, he is taking a leave of absence. Um, the man has some family stuff that he's going through and, uh, he has to take care of that. So in the meantime... Hunter and I, we're going to carry the torch because you know what? We're going to bring you the content that not only do you want, but I think you deserve. Yep. And Adrian's still going to be doing our notes, so a little piece of him will be here. And if you know Adrian and you have his number or have his Instagram, whatever, reach out to him. Send him some love. Send some love. Love love and prayers. The man needs it. He's a saint. He's a goddamn saint. All right? So we will continue this torch with him in spirit, and we got ourselves a special episode tonight. Exactly. So... Um, with all that being said, yes, Hunter and I, we're going to continue to do the podcast uh, until he feels comfortable going back. Um, with also that being said, the episode is going to be a little bit different. Um, our 
lead researcher. Is that what we're going to call it? Yeah. <laughs> is out of the picture. So now it's up it's to true. Hunter and I, and occasionally Adrian. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they might be a little bit shorter, maybe a little less information, but maybe more bullshit. More bullshit. And a lot more butt jokes. Sometimes people, sometimes people like the butt jokes, and yes. some people like the bullshit. Yes. So it might be good. Exactly. So that's also why we had a, a brief leave of absence, why we didn't have any episodes going. Um, but we also took a minute to compose ourselves. We needed a break, honestly. I think we went we went hard. We did, and obviously, ninety six percent, bro. Yeah. I mean, we were putting episodes out every week, and to do that, imagine sitting in a place talking about a topic in the middle, like talking about a horror topic in the middle of Christmas. That's kind of hard. Yeah, it's kind of hard to do that during yeah. the holidays. But you know what? We love you guys. We love what we do, and we just need a little break. Yes, we just need a little break to you know rejuvenate those juices. Exactly. You know when you, maybe we, you know you go no not November. You ever done that? No. And and when you, when you do you that, you understand who you're talking to. <laughs> When you do know Nut November, it's like a volcano, okay? Envision a volcano, all right? <laughs> bursting at the seams, all right? That's us right now. We're bursting. Oh, my God. All right. Well, starting off the new year, um, we're going to start off the episodes a little bit different, I think, because I came across a fantastic book. Oh, this is a tits book. It was such a steal, dude. Barnes & Noble, man, $10. I love Barnes & Noble. Get better than that. May they never run out of business. Exactly. So uh, the book is called Superstitions, a handbook of folklore, myths, and legends from around the world, written by D.R. McElroy. McElroy. Hopefully it's that. Yeah, yeah. I can't see in this dark ass room we're in. We have blue lights on right now to mourn exactly. the passing of Adrian. Yes. Um, so what we're gonna do is there is a ton, and it breaks it out into different regions of different cryptids and myths, folklores, all the good shit. Different locations and creeds mm-hmm. and religions and all sorts of shit. So we're gonna start off with talking about the first one, and this is all gonna be African mythological monsters. And yeah. if it warrants an episode, we will do an episode on these. Tits. So the first one, I'm gonna butcher this fucking name. The Adzi. 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 Wakanda forever. Chris! This originates from Ghana. And the Adzi is a shape-shifting insect. This creature attacks children while in its firefly form and drains their young, vital blood. If caught in the act, the firefly changes into a human form with the power to possess the souls of other humans. The possessed enter a zombie-like state, completely under the control of the Adzi. Eventually, Mm. the possessed person will die. Wow. That's a perfect one to start off with. Holy shit! That's creepy. Why? Why you got? Why leave the damn children alone? You know, the fact that you can—you're just a bug that can possess motherfuckers. Yeah, that's impressive. Get out of here, Jeffrey Epstein. Leave the kids alone. All right. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, we're not going down that rabbit hole. <laughs> that's too much. Too much. Too, too much. Too, too much. much. Protect the children. <laughs> all right. So starting off 2023, we have a lovely episode for you. And it's going to take place in our hometown, Denver, Colorado. We came back. We started in Hotel Colorado. Now we're back in Denver. Yeah, buddy. So, in 1890, a Scottish immigrant by the name of John Moat. What? I think it's Moat. That sounds Moat. What? Yeah. He's Scottish. Who fucking knows? Yeah. Staked his claim in Denver, Colorado. How random. Uh, well, uh, you know, but in 1890, going to the gold rush. You're at the gold rush. Yeah. I forget that this place used to be country. They're trying to get away from the ruins of the Civil War. It's okay. True, true. I'm probably, uh, Civil War is probably not even close, is it? Is it? <laughs> 1890? Yeah. The War of 1812, 1776. No, that that was. <laughs> that was Brits. <laughs> that was, oh my God, I'm butchering my history. No, no, hold on, hold on. We got to know because this is terrible. When was the Civil War? 1870 something, right? 
1861 to 1865. So not not too far. Wow. If you fought as they, a teenager in the war, they were still dealing with the rubbish from the war. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah point, okay. All right. Yeah, we're not that bad. Yes. So, Mr. Mwat, a successful lumber baron, created the Mwat Lumber Company between 1889 and 1892. Wow. Fitting. Yes. The Mwat Lumber Company would go on to build over 200 buildings in the Denver area and help to build this city from a small mining town to what it is today. Can you believe that? I want to make a joke. What? I can't, I can't think of one, but He's I want got to make wood? a joke. Yeah, sure. He's got a lot of wood in Denver. He's got a lot of wood. <laughs> but the small mining town to what it is today. What is it today? Can you think of a joke? Trash. Trash. Fucking trash. It's Hick the and, new, Hick and Looper. It's the new. Did you know that you can't get plastic bags in Colorado? Oh, yeah, it's illegal. Yeah, fucking As of January sucks. 1st, it's, it's a, you cannot so buy plastic bags. I go into Walmart, and I'm already pissed off because I'm in Walmart. Yeah, you got And it. I go, and I just need tomatoes and something for my green chili, right? Yeah. And I go in, and I and I turn to the guy at the self-checkout counter. He's, like, on roller skates. He's, like, spinning around and shit. I'm like, excuse me, sir. What happened to plastic bags? He's like, we don't do that no more. I'm like, am I in trouble? Did I, did I do something wrong? We don't sell that no more. No paper either. I was like, and I looked at him straight dead. I said, well, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> How am I supposed to carry these? He goes, you can purchase a bag. Yep. Are you going to buy a goddamn bag? Yep. Becca and her dad went. And the, fuck. They, they literally didn't even get the shipment in because they couldn't get it. So they're like, oh, fuck it. It's legal now anyways. So now you have to buy the 10 cent reusable bags. I think it's actually more because it's reusable. It's like 60 or 80 cents. Anyways, whatever. Fuck. Well, there you go. There's my rant. Yes. Fuck Colorado. Exactly. <laughs> However, as most wealthy business owners do... He saved the best and biggest house for himself. Nestled in the historic Potter Highlands neighborhood of what is now known as the Highlands of Denver, this lumber baron created a gorgeous three-story mansion for his wife and five children, named the Lumber Baron Inn. Perfect. Literally makes sense. Exactly. He's the Lumber Baron. Oh, if you didn't know that, that's what the episode is we're, we're doing. is the Lumber Baron. The Inn. Lumber Baron Inn. And uh, our sources came from a lot of different places. So it came from like... Netflix? Uh, well, it came from the actual website for the Baron Lumber Baron Inn. It's Netflix perfect. is one of them. Yeah. Uh, Westward, and then I, there was actually a radio channel, a radio station that did an article on it. No way. Yeah, it was like four, ten forty three huh. something. Kiss. You know, and why are we uh, talking about this today? Is we're, we're gonna, yeah, okay. we're gonna get to it. Right. I want to make sure. I thought you had a plan. There. I got a plan. So this eighty five hundred square foot mansion features John's talents in lumber by furnishing each room with different types of wood, such as oak, cherry, walnut, and sycamore, and he also decorated with ornate sculptures. Housing several different rooms, the third floor was built for entertainment, utilizing this floor to host tea parties and other shit wealthy people do in the early 1900s would. (laughs) Tea parties! However, as with the most historic buildings over time, the mansion was handed over several times. Throughout the decades, the Lumber Baron Inn would start to wither away with time and neglect and become decrepit. But finally, by 1991, the Lumber Baron Inn would be purchased by Walter and Julie Keller for $80,000. Get the fuck out. In 1991. Did you see what I posted on my Instagram no. today? It was... <laughs> it's just about... it's You know, that's, a, that's the, shit, the shitty part about when we, we were born. It says... Just out here waiting the real estate market to crash since I missed the last opportunity be- being in second grade with mixed priorities. <laughs> <laughs> like, truly, truly, you and I weren't even born yet. Yeah. And this fucking people bought it for 80 grand. Yes. God knows how much this thing's worth now. What, 10, I'll 12 I'll tell you in a minute. Oh, fucking tits. So over time, they would restore this Queen Anne-style dwelling and turn the mansion into a bed and breakfast slash reception hall. 
By 2016, the mansion was sold again for a whopping $1.7 million. And that's 2016. That was before the market literally went Literally within blitz. 25 years. Crazy. 80000 to $1.7 million. What an investment. Can you believe that? Amazing. So this went to Joel and Elaine Bryant, who currently still operate this building as a bed and breakfast and special events hall. As a side note. Side note. I did see I this. I love side notes. Uh, somehow, and not surprisingly, this building has never been recognized by the city and county of Denver as a historic site. Now that's interesting. Right? Because they are so quick to do that. Mm-hmm. Huh. How is fucked there, up is that? Is there a little tomfoolery, a little tomfuckery down here? Oh, everything's tomfuckery these days. When it, when, it, when it comes to Denver, you best believe there's some tomfuckery going on. <laughs> I, you have to live in Denver to get the joke. Yes. Oh, well, plenty of people do now. Yeah, don't, don't you worry about that. <laughs> However, this is not exactly the reason why we are here talking about this building. Sometime in the mid to late 1900s, the Lumber Baron Inn would turn into an apartment building housing 23 different rooms for rent. Get the fuck out. And this is when the story of a beautiful hilltop mansion turns into a story of dark and tragic nightmares. What a hook! What a hook. I want to know. Hunter I, literally hasn't read, you didn't read this? And no, I love the look on your face. You're no, like, that was great. <laughs> because I know some of the history, but this, I didn't know it was an apartment building and not a historic site. There's some fuckery. I there love it. There was so much shit that went through. You got Mr. Moat who start who built it from the ground up. Um, By hand, probably. Well, his company. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, he did, it, there's an article that talks about um, him doing a lot of the work himself. Like, he made all the decorations and things because he was a skilled a woodsman. Cannot wait. There is actually a book. If you go to the website, the Lumber Baron Inn website, Yeah. some dude did a whole book on the entire history of this place. I couldn't find it anywhere, and I didn't have time to read it. Oh, uh, we could have gone to a library maybe. And probably. It, probably. But, you know. All the typical sources, couldn't find it anywhere. So let's We see. have a plenty of cool shit to talk about. Yes. So there is a reason why this mansion has become so popular with the paranormal community. Featured in the TV show, 28 Days Haunted... This mansion has become an attraction for ner- paranormal hunters everywhere. To elaborate on the show, if you haven't seen it yet, the concept of 28 Days is based off the famous paranormal duo Ed and Lorraine Warren. As Adrian would say, bullshit. Fuck those fuckers. <laughs> that one's for you, Adrian. Yes, we're, we're still here for you, Adrian. <laughs> yeah. Who is believed that in essence, spending 28 days isolated in a haunted location would break the veil between the living and the dead and thus produce evidence of a haunting. In the TV show, individuals are set with a group of investigators to isolate themselves in their respective location of haunting, and the Lumber Baron Inn is one of those features. However, this TV show is not the first group of paranormal investigators to investigate this building, and some who have brought EVP equipment along claim to have collected evidence. Tits on a bar. What, what electronic voice phenomenon? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Still got it. It's still, still up in the old crank box. Yep. And you know, the Denver Ghost Hunters, when they were on, if you haven't listened to that episode, definitely go back. They had some impressive EVPs. Yes, they shared with us. I have only been scared really once or twice on this podcast, and that was one of the Yes, times. that was chilling. That was chilling. Yes. Go listen to that episode. Actually, I'm going to remind myself to listen to it again. Yeah. Dem- I think fun. I'm pretty sure it's just a Denver Ghost Hunters. Yeah, I think that's the title. Denver Ghost uh, Hunters. Oh, guest interview or something. Yeah, Whatever. Yeah. Fuck it. Tits on a bore. Who knows? It's 2023. It's wild. You know, it's wild just, west. Just go watch all the episodes, all right? If you haven't listened, go watch. Please. So what actually happened at the Lumber Baron Inn to pique so many investigators' interests? Well, as mentioned, sometime in the 1900s, the inn was converted into 23 separate living quarters for rent. On October 13th, 1970, 
The Denver Post headlines in the newspapers read, Teen girls found slain in Denver apartment. Huh. Could you imagine how chilling that would be? That's 1970? Probably, yeah. Especially because picture, come, you don't know Colorado, but go back in time, 1970s, Colorado is, is a small town. Yes. It is not, even, you know, think about LA in the 1970s, that's still a massive city. Denver is not on the map yet. We are, we're country blumpkins yeah, here. Yeah, we're fucking we're hobos over here. <laughs> yeah. And keep in mind, too, that the Highlands, the area, oh, right. is, used to kind of be the ghetto. Yeah, it was not nice. It was old, these old antique, like hand handmade custom mm-hmm, homes. Decrepit homes. Very old neighborhood. And it mm-hmm. was, and it's, it was not a nice area. No. It just was not. And, very... then, and then the yuppies came in and gentrified the yep. shit out of it. Two million dollars <laughs> for this, this, this box. Two million. <laughs> So getting into the gruesome details, the bodies of two young females were found dead. Kara, hopefully it's Kara, I hope I didn't butcher that, I'd feel horrible if I did. Yeah. Kara Lee Notch, a 17-year-old, she is presumably a runaway, but that's big air quotes, presumably. Presumably. Pres- presumably. Was renting a room at the inn. For five cents. Her, probably. <laughs> she <laughs> probably wasn't even paying. Yeah. Probably just there. <laughs> Her body was found raped and strangled oh God. in what is now known as the Valentine Suite. Oh, God. The Valentine? Okay, hold on. Kara's 18-year-old friend, Marianne Weaver, is believed to have stopped by to check on Kara, but met her end by gunshot from the killer who was still there. Wait, back... Oh, shit. Yep. Their bodies found stuffed underneath the bed. Okay, you've watched... Have you seen that part of the show yet? Not yet. Okay. So hold, don't give out anything okay. just yet. Okay. We're okay. going to talk about the show okay. at, at, once we're done with the narrative. Because okay. uh, shit's fucked up. Yep. Shit's real fucked up. Uh, gears are turning. Gears are turning. Yep. It's all coming back to me now. So the craziest part about the story is to this day, the cold case has never been solved and the killer has never been identified or found. Uh. Leaving armchair detectives and law enforcement baffled to this day. Keep in mind. These murders happened only 40 years ago, meaning there is a chance this killer is still out there and at large. Huh. Uh, the article I told you about on the radio station yeah. was only a couple years ago, and it literally says at the very end of it, if you have information, please call Denver Police Department. Still. Yep. Wow. Still unsolved. And I'm looking on the website for the Val- Valentine Suite, and it doesn't mention anything about this. Nope. At all. And that's, you know, rightfully so. Yeah, you, you want to attract because, guests. I mean, we're, we're attracted to it. That We're going to go, yeah. we want to go see a place like that. But to most people, they don't want to stay in a place like that. No, they would they would sell it. We had that conversation with Hotel Colorado. I was just bringing that up. Do you remember when we were like, so, can you tell us about the hauntings? And they're like, what hauntings? Yeah. That's and never existed. There was another couple that as soon as they heard about it, they fucking got their money back and walked out. That's true. Yep. People get people get freaked out, and I get it because um, I can't stay at the Hotel Colorado. It's too scary. But we're staying, bitch. Don't be a pussy. Are you ready to do it? Again? Yes, for real. I'm always ready for that. Dude, place. that Bible shit fucked me oh, up, dude. Again, if you haven't listened to the episode, go back and hear our actual personal re- recounts of what the fucked up shit we saw at Hotel Colorado and why we haven't stayed there since. So, what's there left to do to find some shred of evidence to apprehend a killer? Contact the dead. Oh, here we go. Medians and paranormal investigators have spent time in this building trying to communicate with what spirits may linger in the halls of the inn. Some investigators claim to have captured EVP evidence of the two girls' horrific ordeal. However, there is nothing to conclude evidence about the killer. Ex-owner Walter Keller claims to have experienced ghostly encounters while working alone in the building. 
most notably experiencing a strange presence just outside of the Valentine suite. Hmm. Okay. So it's always credible when an owner says that, but they spend a lot of time there. It's creepy. It's dark. It's an old place. But why haven't they heard from the killer? That's what always trips me out. Did he pass on? Is he still alive? Who this knows? happened in the 1970s? Uh, yes. Okay, so right. let's, maybe it was like, and they were, they were young girls. Hmm, so maybe he would still be alive if he was He could, young. potentially. Okay. Depending on how old okay. he was when it happened. No one has any information. That's what's so crazy about okay. this. Okay. Is that it has such a horrific death associated with it, and there's no conclusion. Yeah, it is usually the most horrific deaths that really haunt a place. So and just, this makes sense. Yeah, just think about it. You're, there's an, it's an old, you know what this place reminds me of? Hmm. The Cecil Hotel. Does you're right, it's got this old brick kind of in the ghetto, ghetto, yeah. I mean, yep, mm. just a yeah, runaway, skid row, skid row. Yep. Right. just a fucking runaway place for people to hang out and stay. Interesting, it's probably cheap as fuck, too. Probably, like I said, five cents. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was the actual cost in 1970s, five cents. <laughs> I don't know, probably. Uh, uh, I, I am skeptical on the, the, the killer, but maybe he's still alive. But this, mm, I'm intrigued, yeah, continue. So, to this day, the unsolved murder mystery haunts the hilltop mansion in the highlands of Denver. If you dare to brave the dead of the night, you can still book a room at this bed and breakfast. Like we are. Oh! This weekend. We are? With the Denver Ghost Hunters group. Oh, shit, we're doing it! But make sure to say a prayer before you fall into the sleepless night. For real, though, we're doing protection spells. Yes, we're we doing are. prayers. We we're are. doing it all. Yes. So we are, legitimately, we're going to Lumber Baron Inn this weekend. Okay. We're going with some ghost hunters, all yep. like-minded. We're bringing in some sick-ass equipment. Yep. This is going to be fantastic. And you listeners are going to get to hear our experience of the Lumber Baron Inn. Oh, man. This one. Okay, so last time we went ghost hunting with the. Let's talk about that. Okay. I don't know if we talked about that. We kind of did. Yeah, let's talk more about that. So we went. The first time we met the Denver Ghost Hunters, we went to. After our episode with them, we went to. Uh, Blackhawk. Blackhawk. Central City, really. Central City. And we went to these uh, old... Grave sites. Yeah. The cemeteries. Was it the Masonians or what was it? The uh, Masonic? No. Masonic, yeah. Well, they no. had some The Woodsmans. It was the, the Woodsmans. Yes. It, 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 if you haven't gone up there, if you live up or you live in the area, the, the Blackhawk Cemetery is crazy cool. Yes. A lot of history, a lot of cool stuff there. So we went ghost hunting with them in just before dusk and then into the night. Mm-hmm. And... I wouldn't say we saw anything. We I swear I saw a ghost orb, but I don't know. We didn't see anything. Um, what I thought was the most unusual about these cemeteries was I was going into it like, you know, death and decay is going to be horrifying. Right. But it was like, it was fucking peaceful. Peaceful. Like you were walking through and it just like, you felt good almost, really which did. was super weird. A lot Contra- of good contradictory. energy. But yeah. I do remember we had one one thing that was notable for me. Oh, I know what you're going to say. And... So I remember at one point Hunter was walking around with Elise, and this is the second cemetery we went to at night. At night, it was getting dark out, and um, you know Hunter comes running over and he's like, "Guys, guys, guys, you got to check this out. I'm I'm feeling really weird right now. Like I I can hardly breathe." And honestly, for me, I'm like, "Fucking Hunter, yeah, you just try to stir shit." I'm a sensitive, okay. Yeah. I'm a sensitive, yeah. and uh, so you you tell what you what are you experienced? Well, I mean. I try not to make shit up, right? You, you really want to genuinely experience something. And there was at this weird point when we were walking past this just real cold spot. It's just called a cold spot. It really wasn't that cold that night. And I felt ill, like a pressure on my chest and felt ill, which is not a like normal thing for me to feel, especially because I was so excited and I was so pumped. I wasn't even really that nervous. I just felt kind of sick. And then Elise said, I kind of feel weight or something heavy or something bad. And she's like, I kind of feel 
sick too. And that's why I told Chase to come over. And and so I, you know, after I was like, whatever, I'll I'll see your tomfoolery. I'll raise you double. I'll raise you double. And there was there was three grave sites in a row, and um, I remember feeling like as soon as I got there, there was this instant pressure on my chest, and it was super hard to breathe. And it was in the one spot. If you moved out of it, it was gone. It was I, gone. We walked, and it, it's kind of it's really hilly back there. You're in the fucking woods. We walked all up and down in that that cemetery all night, and that was the only time I felt that way in shorter breath. Yeah, it was I've the weirdest thing. Never felt even at Hotel Colorado. I've never felt that. Just a weird presence. Yeah. And then at one other point too, we were working with some lasers, and we were doing some some video work. And I swear, out of the corner of my eye, I saw a ghost orb like a, like a ball of light and i was pretty certain it wasn't anyone's flashlights or anything weird because we were pitch dark at that point and nobody had like their phones out or any screens out and it was so strange and i and i tried to follow it couldn't couldn't bring any evidence of it but i don't know man i, I wouldn't say that that cemetery was bad no but i, there I was still something. didn't think it was weird the only shitty part was it started raining so we couldn't use it all did. the equipment that it was did. only bummer it was it was an interesting experience so so you know full circle here we go out to the Denver Ghost Hunters. They're super professional. They're awesome. We were yes. pumped. And as we're leaving, I was like, you know, guys, that was really fun, but I really like to do an inside hunt with you guys. And they're like, well, you know, there's some place. They have some connections. They're like, well, yeah, we'll, we'll see. And I emailed them uh, after seeing 28 Days Haunted on Netflix, and the wife and I watched it, and that shit slapped. I mean, that was there was some good evidence in there, especially the Lumber Baron Inn stuff. And I emailed them immediately. I said, guys, watch this. And they watched it, and they're like, let's do it. Let's book. Here we are. Here we are. Two days. So your gears were fucking turning when I mentioned some things and about the show. So I'm mm-hmm. curious to hear what you have to say. Okay. Because I haven't finished it yet. I I, I got to finish before Saturday. Okay. I'm going to ruin a little part of it because it'll inter- encourage people to see it because let's go back to the 28 days, right? This, this theory of staying in a place. Okay. You can debunk some stuff that says if you're 28 days in a house, you might go a little crazy, right? And Isolated. Right. And I don't know the actual rules in the show if they like were allowed to leave were they door dashing food? What the fuck were that they That was doing? my question. Right? How do you get food in there? You're not just bringing 28 days worth of food in there. Right. And that, and that did confuse me too, but I mean, I feel like they stayed a lot of time. So let's just give them the benefit of the doubt. They stayed a lot of time in there. And what was interesting is some of the activity happens during the day, which is cool. Um, but majority of it happens at night. And what was really interesting is I've never seen this technique before. They sat at the bed of the Valentine Suite. The, the, the bed has a part. You can sit on the edge of it. It's got like a little... Like legs, it kind of feels like a place you can sit, even though it's just a bed. And they would put on headphones and they'd blindfold themselves and they would listen to um, a spirit box, like a you know the sweeping radio stuff. Yeah. And they would just like listen and they'd call out words that they felt like were coming. And what was really fucked up about what you were saying about the history earlier that these he stuffed the girls underneath the bed. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a fact. They're dead underneath the bed. Well, at one point. Probably they know the history. They're supposedly, that's another thing about the experiment, is they don't know any of the history. They're, they go in completely blind. They're not supposed to know anything. They're supposed to discover the mystery as it unfolds to them. And uh, one of the people feels their leg being grabbed from underneath the bed. Oh, God. He's like, I feel a presence. Before it happens, I think, he's like, I feel a presence underneath the bed, a, a dark presence. Oh, my God. And he gets grabbed. And you see him jump. And it's like, what, wait, what, what? So let's just give them the benefit of the doubt that they actually didn't know what was going on. That's fucking cool that they felt that presence underneath the bed. How would they know that? 
I literally would jump out of my fucking own skin. I, I'll tell you, but I don't even want the skin in my personal space. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I need more personal space. I'll tell you right now, that happens to us uh, Saturday. I'm out. I'm going I, home. I'm calling somebody. I, you know what? Fuck it. Olivia, I hope you're listening to this episode. I'm calling you tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, help, help a brother out. Help a brother out. <laughs> I need help. Yeah. Alan J. Cross, help a brother out, <laughs> man. Alan J. Cross. Give us, give us some wards here. <laughs> Dude, seriously, that part was was terrifying. So, again, a benefit of the doubt. They're discovering this whole this whole thing as they go, and that's, that's what's interesting about the show is if they didn't actually know what was going on, how the fuck would they know that? You know, I and I agree with that. I like that because I really have a hard time with, like, you know, like, I think it was, like, Taps and it was Ghost Adventures because – some of it just seems so fucking fake for the for the show, for yeah. a TV show. Yeah. And obviously you're you're doing that shit to get the views. Um so I just have a hard time with that. So it's cool that theoretically, hopefully I'd like to believe that they didn't they came in blind and had no fucking clue. Yeah. Um I almost am glad that we did the research first. Me too, because to know what we're going into. Yeah. Because I don't Yeah, you know, it's hard because I don't want to be misinformed and be like, I felt the spirit <laughs> of a crocodile. That's, no. no that doesn't I see an orb. It's coming out of your pole. <laughs> yeah, holy shit, fuck. No, I want to have like some context so we can check hotspots and stuff. Yeah. The 28 days, though, is interesting because to stay that long in a place, regardless if you can leave or not, that's kind of crazy to be that exposed that long to something. Yeah. And see, that's where I think it makes sense because for us, we're getting literally one night, so max 12 hours, max. Uh, so at least we have a direction to go instead of just aimlessly wandering around like, well, that sucked. There's nothing here. Yeah. Um, and I also, I'm curious, like, what do you, should we come up with a plan of attack? Should we let the listeners know what the plan yeah, of attack is? Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, what are you expecting? What are you planning? Um, I just got an email from, it's funny that we're talking, I just got an email from, from the ghost hunters that we, I think we have, might have all the rooms booked. Fucking A right. So they have another, they said another couple from our group is staying there. So technically speaking, there's only what five five yeah, I think rooms. There's only five rooms. We have four of the five for sure. Hell yeah! So there's all these things in the basement. There's all some weird shit. Yeah, tell me, tell me what you're expecting. Your plan of action. You know, I think the first thing we need to do. I'm going to totally take this from all the fucking shows that I watch. I, I, oh, gears are let's go all now. Fucking I'm man. Zach. I'm Zach Brat. What is fucking his fucking name? Baggins. I forget. Zach <laughs> Zach Baggins. Baggins. I'm Baggins. Um, fuck that. I have fuck something to say about him, guy. by the way. You know what? Side note. <laughs> I was listening to the other podcast that we like, yeah. and this motherfucker, he bought a place in Gary, Indiana. Gary, be the Indiana. Most, it was the Demon House of Gary, Indiana. Oh, we did that episode, didn't we? We did not. Oh, other podcast yes. that we love. Yes. Yeah. We, there's a, we're going to go to the asylum in Indiana. You oh. can stay overnight at the asylum there. Gary, We're going to do that ghost hunt. But, no, actually, fuck that. No, I'm not we're staying doing in goddamn no asylum overnight. Yeah, we are. Gary, Indiana. You sack up. <laughs> uh he buys this fucking place yeah. to do the 28-day challenge. Oh, he it. does it? He oh, does. Oh. Uh, I'm pretty sure he sold it and they burned it to the fucking ground. And he came up with no evidence. Wait, what? That's awesome. How is it awesome? He burned the fucking demon house of Gary and Nana down. He saw something that he didn't want the world to see. <laughs> you know what? He did say he had a paralyzing experience that he deals with too today because of it. I think I know exactly the, the interview because in his book he talks about how it actually hurt him yeah. and he struggles with PTSD, yeah. which if you haven't read his book, he's actually a pretty smart, well-spoken, like legit guy. I think he actually believes this shit. I think he actually, yeah, maybe he embellishes some of the shit, but I think he's actually seen some fucked up shit. I'm sure. Because he does talk about that in his book and it's like, he won't say it though. He will not but tell anyone. Keep in mind too though, he was solo, 28 days solo in a house. 
28 Days Solo? 28 Solo in the Demon House of Gary and Ann. Anyways, okay, back Man, to our fuck plot. That. Back fuck to that. our plan. Okay, back to the plan. We need to figure out, make sure all the rooms are booked with our group. Then we need to walk around. We need to just sense the area out. And then I think our first order of business is the Valentine Suite. I think it is. If we got it, we're spending the most time there. Yeah. I think uh, we're pulling out the, the fucking cameras. I think yep. we're pulling out the fucking EVP, the sound box. Yep. I want you to have, with your spirit box, I want to try the, the trick. I want to do the headphones blindfolded and have you sit at the bed and just say words that come to you. Yeah. That you hear, because you, you're hearing the sweeping. We don't hear it. So it's like totally your one-on-one thing, and you sense the room, and we. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the the it's fracto fucking spirit medium. Okay. This, I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna be okay. like, tap into that energy, bro. Yeah, I'm gonna be waving my hands all mystically. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, I would <laughs> love to see that. I would love to see the look on Stephanie Lisa's face if you're over here, like, <sighs> um, I feel the energy over here. Do you feel this cold spot? You feel this, oh, it's warm over here by Chase's ass. Very warm. <laughs> Joke's on you, eh, Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> that's, hey, that's pregame, baby. We need that to, to bring the spirits. Okay, oh, that's good. That's a good plan. All right, okay. Valentine's Suite. Did you find anything in the research about the other rooms? Is there anything else? You know, I'm blanking on the show. I forget. I will admit, I will admit that I didn't go too deep into this. Okay. Um, only for the sense of it was, you know, we're trying to figure out the shit for this year and everything, but... Uh, there's nothing notable that popped out. I, I looked at literally like eight different sites, mm-hmm. and there was nothing else that popped out besides these. So what I do have to say is, given the history of this this uh, mansion and how long it's been there for, the amount of owners it's done, it's been through, the amount of depravity of it seen, I would like to assume that there's more. I would like to as well. I'm kind of doing a quick little peek here because I'm, I'm blanking on some parts of the show – like the the details of what else they found there. So, I mean, it's a creepy old mansion in the ghetto in the nineteen you know seventies eight eighteen nineties all the way through fucking now. You're right. You're right. And it's it's strange too because it has you know how the old the old mansions have like the tower right in the middle like the front door area. It's like this big tower that goes up to the third floor and all the windows it's like a three sixty gallery kind of in a way. It's kind of like this weird star design thing on the top. Did you see that? I did. I read about that, actually. Yeah, so super weird. There is, um... Oh, where the fuck was it from? They, um... They grabbed it from some Denver arts complex or some shit. Uh, they, yeah, they grabbed it and they just put it up there. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay, now I'm being reminded as I'm reading here. Thanks for, thanks for giving me a second. Um, they think that the killer may have escaped through, um, a secret part of the house. And so I'm hoping, I'm praying to God... That when we are in there, that they we can have access to the cellar because I think there's an old um, uh, prohibition like tunnel down there. That'd be fucking dope. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure. Oh my god, you got to finish the show because I don't want to quote it, just quote it wrong because there's two other locations in the show. But I'm pretty sure they find something and they're like, "This has never been found before." But it could have been one of the other <laughs> locations, all right. But uh, yeah, to paint this picture more, it's got a really cool backyard. Holy shit, look at the gardens yeah, and shit. That's I want to go out there too. I would do yep. at, at witching hour. We're gonna we're gonna date ourselves here because we never really can make it to three a.m. when we go sun because <laughs> either we're too drunk or we're too tired. But this time we're gonna be sober. I'm do we're I'll fucking, take a nap if I need. Uh, we're all night all night Friday. We're playing until five in the fucking morning and play games. <laughs> so we sleep until three. <laughs> yeah. Go check in at six and yep. fucking do this. Okay. Okay. 
because I do want to see outside, even though it's going to be cold. I do want to see just the presence outside because you know who knows where this dude did 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 his dirty. And I do want to, if we have access to that Valentine room at three, that would yeah. be wow. That'd be tits. That would be too cool. And I want the free breakfast that comes with it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's too goddamn expensive. I'm getting free breakfast out oh, of it. Oh yeah. Oh shit! I'm, I'm looking at pictures, and this is. Oh, it's gonna be dope. I'm seeing all the stuff from the show. Make oh. sure your shit is GoPros are charged, cameras are charged. Also, one of the rooms has a wall size mirror in it, and it's like the size of the entire room. There, another I, reason for it to be haunted. I hope we're not in that fucking room because that's just a fucking portal. It's probably the garden room. Just because you said that, they're gonna better purposely move it to our fucking room. Be. Can you believe that shit? Fucking better not be. I'm looking at all this. God damn it. All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed the Lumber Baron Inn. If you are interested, you certainly can stay at this bed and breakfast if you're looking for a nice little spooky, spooky night. Um, we will be doing uh, a little ghost hunting trip there here coming this weekend. So next episode, you will get to hear our experience. And then if Hunter and I get our fucking acting gear, maybe you can see some of the footage. Yes. If we, if we truly see something in our recordings, audio and video, we will get it to you somehow. Yes. You may have to pay for it with blowjobs, but you will get it one way or another. Or titty picks. Titty Even if it's a dude, tits, tits or tits, free the nipple. Yep. Send nudes. Yes. That's what it's all about. Um, we didn't get a chance to say Happy New Year's, everyone, from right. the bottom of our hearts. Happy Hope New you Year's. have some great resolutions. You know what? Don't forget, though, just because it's a new year doesn't mean that if you want to change, you can change at any time, yeah. any moment, any second of the day that you're living in. Thanks for telling me that. I didn't know it, that was that was a thing. You know what? A lot of people, they wait. They're like, well, I'm going to fucking wait. No, do it now. Do it do now. Do it now, otherwise you will never accomplish it. Get down. Get down to the chopper. So if you whatever your New Year's resolutions are, chew for the fucking moon because life is about taking chances, and I will tell you from personal experience, failure is a much better feeling than living under the oppressive thumb of shit-ass corporate America. Don't forget... Mm. Our name is stuck in this purgatory for a reason because wow. we're all living in this fucking hellhole together. Wow. And I hate it. Give me the fuck out. Yeah. It wow. sucks here. Honestly, dude, that was beautiful. Thank you. I feel like some people could really be inspired of that. I hope so. Our 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 title really is stuck in this purgatory because we really are all stuck in this purgatory. Exactly. So, so let's do it all together. Don't forget to check us out on all of our social media links. You can find it all on Instagram at stuck in this purgatory. We're pretty much stuck at this. I, I'm not. Adrian does this. I don't know how to do this, dude. Just, just, we're stuck at this purgatory. Uh, we're at Instagram, stuck, uh, uh, Twitter, and, uh, and all uh, the other links that we have. Um, um, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's about it. We basically can just be found at at stuck at this purgatory. You'll find us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. If you go to our Instagram or the other sources, there's Linktree, or you could just Google our ass because we're like the third on the list. So we are. We, we have a unique name. We love you guys. Thank you so much. And thank you for sticking with us. We hope we didn't lose listeners over our break. Um, but we need you guys more than ever now. If for anything, sweet-ass Adrian. Yeah, do it for Adrian. It. Tell your friends. Tell your children. Tell your wives. Tell your Even tell your Mormon friends. Tell them <laughs> about our podcast. because And all their wives. <laughs> yeah, so tell all their wives and all their side wives. And I don't even know what they're doing down there in Utah. But just tell them about it, okay? Because we got some really good content planned for you. And we put a lot of love into this. And we're so excited. And we got to do this for Adrian. We got to get Adrian and Chase out of work. Me too, man. I fucking hate my job. I'm corporately controlled. I'm tired of it, all right? I, we, I have dreams, all right? I have dreams and ambitions, all right? And I'm, and I'm being oppressed by the man, all right? The man's taking me down. Just remember, as Jay said, we are all stuck 
in this purgatory. Love you. Goodbye.